Hello, welcome to Beyond Beckville, the podcast about film and feminism. This week we talk about the women of Westworld. Contrera and I will be talking about the way women and robots are represented in the new series of Westworld. And here's our conversation. So, if we're going to talk about Westworld, we should probably talk about the two main characters, or the the, the first main character, Dolores. Mm-hmm. She, her character arc has been really interesting from the beginning of Westworld to what's now season two. So if we start at the beginning, the entire show in the first episode is taken a lot from her point of view. She wakes up, she's a farmer's daughter, she's just very dressed very prettily, long blonde hair, farmer's blue dress, she looks like a doll. And she is going through a loop. She is a dutiful daughter. She paints in the countryside. She goes to town and drops a can that Teddy picks up. And then as Westworld progresses, it's William, who is the man in black, who picks it up. And um, even in the beginning of Westworld, she is violated by men because one of the stories of her character loop in the Westworld universe is of a woman who bandits are coming for to try and rape and pillage and her father protects her and then the Westworld guests can get into the narrative by shooting the bandits and protecting her and saving the day. Yeah, I mean, she she sort of starts off in a sort of a morally abhorrent uh, storyline, this this loop that she she runs on, as you say, she she her, her her purpose. Well, I'm sure she had many purposes, and it, and it can run any which way you want because it is Westworld, and and therefore there's there's a degree of sort of character interaction there. But um, it essentially she she might be there to effectively act as a, a rape target for unsuspecting well for you know for, for men to you know sort of turn up at Westworld. And, Maybe women uh, as well. Maybe maybe women yeah. as well, but but yeah, it, it's a, it you know you have to sort of wonder about the thinking that goes into that. Actually, um, I mean it is it is sort of telltale of the entire principle of Westworld, which is to let people live out these fantasies, and mm-hmm. and she is definitely the target of a rape fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 not necessarily a rape fantasy. I think that's what the man in black does. Is he? Because we find out later on in the season that there's a reason why he treats her like he does. At the beginning of Westworld, you see him, Ed Harris, dressed in black, take her to a barn and probably rape her. And immediately it looks like his rape fantasy. and, and And it puts out into the Westworld universe that it's perfectly okay for men to take sexual advantage of women, mm-hmm. uh, albeit female robots, in Westworld without fear of consequence. Yeah. But there is also the Teddy uh, loop. And at the beginning of Westworld, um, we don't know that Teddy's a host, uh, as in a robot, where he has a kind of save the damsel in distress narrative. After he's done some reckoning. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and some sharp shooting. Mm. So both of these initial narratives 
are traditional and misogynistic because they put the female character in the position of either a trophy or an object yeah. that can be used. I mean, I, I mean, that's both with Teddy as well. But we may not know he's a host at the very start, but we find out fairly quickly that he is. Therefore, his interaction with her is purely programmed anyway. Um, true. I yeah, I I can't remember actually as to why it happens like that because partly partly that's because it's the show writers trying to confuse the audience into believing that who is a host and who isn't. I think he's he's definitely meant to have some kind of uh, attraction to her quite clearly, which plays out. And I, I suspect that the whole fantasy part, part of it is for humans to come in, kill him and rape her. Well, that's the darkest fantasy, I suppose, um, because there's that famous scene where she drops a can in Sweetwater in the uh, high street. I think whoever picks up that can could be the person who yeah. starts the Teddy narrative. I think that from a kind of computer and robotics point of view, maybe Teddy is just there to continue that loop so that the whole story carries on. So yeah. if no one else picks up the can or does or interacts with Dolores, then they still have their interaction. And that every time yeah. his... Yeah, that could be true, yeah, actually. Yeah, his heart is broken or yeah. he's killed or something like that. But nonetheless, what we're talking about here is the female perspective. So at first glance, um, looking at Westworld, you might think, well, hang on, this is quite a misogynistic programme because you have Dolores and everything that happens with her and then you also have Maeve who is introduced as a um, brothel keeper and prostitute and her and her gang of prostitutes including Clementine are in the park almost solely to be used yeah. for sexual purposes. Yeah. Um, although you could say that, you know, they're playing prostitutes, so they are playing someone who in real life would be well, a being used for sex. Yeah, yes. It's, I mean, although However, she... there doesn't seem to be... I think there might have been a couple of scenes, but it's not alluded to in the same way that there's a male brothel. I think there are female guests and male guests who can have sex with it's a good male point. hosts. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. My, I mean, but because then, it's an old-fashioned Well, yeah, are, are they narrative? just trying to recreate the West there? I don't believe there were too many male brothels in, in, the, in no. the old West. But um, but then she has, uh, Maeve has multiple sort of like plot lines anyway, but we'll probably get to that. Uh... Well, yes, yeah, so um, so let's, let's carry on with Dolores for a yeah. bit. So, so... The thing about Westworld that makes it so exciting a programme to watch is that quickly on, even in the first episode, there are these scenes where she is, in some of them naked, but nonetheless in a more modern glass-cubed room being spoken to by various other characters, Bernard, Ford, uh, all of these creators of the robot Westworld Park. Um... And you see, it's a way of dehumanising her. Yeah, and, and not just her. They're all, yes. all, all machines, all, all of the hosts are basically subject to the same thing. Sort they? of, but not, you, 
at the beginning you didn't get the level of nudity because you had her you had clementine you had Maeve, i think and they were all sat naked i think you might have had teddy at some point as there well were, you had her father there were a few penises yeah. i remember a few penises yeah there were it's 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 i wouldn't say it's equal opportunities because a wild west setup is not well, well, there's a difference there. There's, yeah. there's two worlds there. You've got the, the world of, of the West and then you've got the world yeah. of the hosts and, and the creators underneath, which is a more technological thing. Yeah, but I'm, if we're talking about the hosts when they're shown being programmed, you still saw a lot more tits and ass than you did. Really? Yeah, at the beginning, at the beginning. because I didn't is, really notice. No, because maybe, well, that's the difference between men and women, perhaps, is that I can remember how often I saw naked women and you can probably remember how often you saw penises because let's face it you don't see those nearly as much in a program so Westworld yes, at least at the start is is trying to show uh an unoriginal narrative which puts women in a trophy object situation and then it takes you out of that and brings it into a different object situation which is that Dolores is a robot and not a person and her and many other of the hosts as they're called um, are seen in situations that dehumanizes them yes. in order to show that they are robots and not human beings including by being naked stopping them in the middle of conversation so they freeze yeah. and uh, having operations on them so they change what they look like um heal them and there are all these things put in place so it's very clear that by the end of the first couple of episodes you know that dolores is not a human being and thus doesn't have emotions and hurt and feelings in the same yeah way yeah i i, I think it's I, I i do think there's a distinction though between um westworld versus underneath Westworld. Mm -hmm. the, the Westworld, I mean, the world of the West is, is a sort of misogynistic place anyway. Um, and Dolores is, is programmed to be a function of that. Now, I'm not sort of suggesting that, you know, a, 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 a rape fantasy as I see it is any, it's any more legitimate. And, any, and clearly there has to be a, a market for that or else you wouldn't create it. Um, well, at least a sex fantasy. Yeah, I think yeah. a rape fantasy might be going a bit far. Well, I, I, th I, think, it's a, I think it's anything. I, yeah. I, th I think whatever the, yes. hell, whatever the hell humans happen to want to do is they're yeah. going to get to do. Yeah. Um, but, you are, but then you are placing her in, into, a, into a 19th century sexist world anyway, where it's always going to be, to a certain extent, she's going to have a sort of lesser value, so to speak. Um, but that... But then, when you see her in, in the when, when I see her in the in the under West West world where she's been, I, I, which I, is more twentieth, yeah, century. yeah, wherever it's set, I'm 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 not wholly convinced that there's a difference between her and the way that the male hosts are treated. Okay, so that's so that's already even at the outset mm. a more positive way of displaying female bodies and male bodies on yeah. camera. I, I if they're treated just, in the same way, I argue it was. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's quite forward thinking there. I mean, you know, as we said, there were a few penises in there. Yeah. You know? As you say, they aren't, that you don't see them that often in any kind of programme. No, but you see them a lot in Westworld. You do. And in return, what is it you want? Parlay. We want to join forces. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no welcome wagon, chickadee. 
Now, if you got supplies or ammunitions to trade in kind, go fetch your betters. I'm afraid there's no one left to fetch. You'll have to talk to me. <laughs> now, why would I do that? Because I know at daybreak you're headed to link up with the rest of your army. And then you're finally headed west to seek out that little patch of land you've been talking about, but never been brave enough to take. You're bound for glory. What the fuck is it you think you know about glory? I know you'll never make it there unless you're under my command. So as the series progresses, um, it becomes clear that Dolores is on a journey which involves her learning perhaps to become a conscious being yeah. by virtue of following a maze. And we all think as a viewer watching the show that this is a physical maze that she has to get to the, the bottom of. And as time goes on, we learn more and more that it's actually about something called the bicameral mind, which is where your inner monologue, you develop an inner monologue, whereas at first sight, it looks like other people are speaking to Dolores's character and they are feeding her information and telling her how to behave. Mm -hmm. As the series progresses, it, um, Bernard is trying to teach Dolores that she can listen to her own thoughts and the voice that she's hearing that is telling her to do something is actually her own thought and thus she becomes a sentient being. Yeah. Um, she also has a, a very long drawn out. Is, is it suggested that she was even the first host? Yes, she is. A, they, I think they call her the original. Yeah. So she is the one of the oldest, at least uh, models. Yeah. Um, in uh, terms of physical features, they're probably updated her a lot. Well, what do you think the fact that they created a, a, a woman first? Well, yeah, that's an interesting point. So. The uh, Delos, Delos, whatever they are, the company that owns Westworld, as we've discovered more and more, especially in season two, is owned by men. Yeah. And um, there's a, in the most recent episode we've seen, which is season two, episode two, there is a meeting uh, between Logan, who is the son of the owner of Delos, and uh, who he believes to be some people advertising the services of Westworld who all end up actually being hosts themselves. Yeah. And one of these is uh, uh, a beautiful woman, uh, Angela. Um, I forget what her name is. Uh, actress and model. And she is stunningly attractive yeah. and is used as um, the way to entice Logan into investing and becoming more interested in interested in the park now she is an absolutely beautiful woman who is a model in real life and looks drop dead gorgeous so there's definitely a an assumption there that the way to secure a man's investment is <laughs> via a drop dead gorgeous woman yeah because they do kiss don't they they um... kiss and then they have an orgy because yeah. to, to give logan some credit he has sex with lots of different people of a variety of genders uh, or, or maybe they're not people, robots, with a variety of external features does, representing men and women. He does. I mean, his, uh, 
I mean, in series one, one of his goals was basically to sleep with as many sort of prostitutes or women in Westworld that he possibly can. Hmm. Uh, I think calling them prostitutes is wrong there. Robotics. You mean hosts, yeah. yeah. You mean sleep, and I don't think it's just women. He d- he wants to sleep with the men as yeah. well. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, that's us as a heterosexual audience assuming that... Yeah, you know, it's a heterosexual sexual experience. When actually, I think that the character of Logan and some and certain other characters within Westworld, but particularly him, has been created to be bisexual in order to represent that some people it's about sex, but it might not necessarily be about gender. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's probably true actually. And I don't believe that Logan has ever had sex with Dolores because in the first season. It was William who fell in love with her he, and therefore monopolised her. I don't know whether Logan did at some point, but th- there's no indication that Logan... Or he threatens to, doesn't he, at some point? Yes, I think does. they have a falling out, because yeah. that's when William realises that he cares yeah. for yeah. her. Yeah, I remember that now. But still, uh, that's two men fighting over a woman again, which again is a standard trope where she is the trophy. Mm. And what's really fascinating about Westworld is how they start with these tropes and gradually pick everything apart. It's not only about Dolores's gradual realisation and potentially becoming sentient, it's about her looking at her role as basically an abused figure and realising that she can take control over her own life and her own body and her own choices which I think is an excellent mirror for the Me Too movement and how women are being treated and finding the strength nowadays. But don't all the hosts have that within them, though? As in, they, they all, to a certain extent, are, are attempting to take control back. Um, uh, they well, are once they've been, if they can become sentient. But in terms of what we know about Westworld at the moment, there only seems to be... Dolores, Maeve, Bernard, once he finds out that he is a host and not a human, and perhaps Teddy are the four characters that I think we dwell on who may be developing sentience. And primarily, the showrunners of Westworld decided that Maeve and Dolores, two female characters who've both been repressed and abused, are the characters that in this story first develop consciousness. I suppose it creates a kind of, uh, an almost a revenge kind of principle, doesn't it? Because they are, they are, yeah, I mean, in fairness, they probably are the two most of I mean, Teddy gets abused as well, I suppose, but not, not to the extent that they do, I don't think, on this repeat loop. Um, That's a very good point, actually, about what's worse, rape or murder. So... Teddy realising that he gets killed every episode or, you know, every day. Doesn't seem as bad to me. I don't know what no, it is. No, it doesn't. And I think that that's a good point because I think that, you know, murder is a horrible thing, but when you're dead, you're dead. We don't know what happens in the afterlife. But when women have suffered from sexual abuse, it's something that they have to live with. And that could include victim blaming, uh, being accused of lying and having to live in the patriarchy where it's not as... Easy. Well, I, I suppose that the, the question there is, is you know, would you or I, would we rather be 
repeatedly raped on a loop or you're a, I'll be repeatedly killed on a loop. And my guess is we both say killed, actually. I, I, I suspect that if you know you're going to come back, there's a certain... I don't know. I think it seems so bad to me. What happens in Westworld, part of the developing conscious is also the development of memories. So it starts with Ford uh, giving the hosts these things called reveries, which is yeah. where they can improvise based on having a slight memory of something that happened before. And that is seen as one of the catalysts for the development of consciousness because yeah. you give them a reverie which is a tiny memory and that develops into more memories and then there's also the passing of the virus by saying violent delights have violent ends which is from Romeo and Juliet um so there is a kind of code awakening based on memory now I suppose the reason why we just said that we think murder would be better than rape is because people remember rape after it's happened it doesn't kill you whereas we are assuming that murder you don't remember however if you're repeatedly stabbed or shot every day and you remember the pain that you feel before you die that's still a pretty gruesome thing in it, I, I think to... it depends i mean i think i'm reacting more to the fact that uh, well you know he seems to get shot repeatedly, Teddy. That seems to be his, his typical way of this is the old West after all. Um, and I don't know, get, getting shot would seem like a fairly instantaneous death, or it doesn't have to be, but it seems to be in his case. Uh, whereas, you know, being raped is kind of like a prolonged period of torture. And they have decided in Westworld to make that something that happens to the female characters. You could have had a narrative about a, a, a male prostitute host who was constantly being, well, the, the, the sort being of, the sort shagged of, or even raped. Well, uh, but that doesn't seem to be, because that doesn't feature yeah. in what we consider normal collective consciousness. So it's... Well, the, the insinuations, people that go to Westworld, <laughs> Are going there to kill the men and rape the women. <laughs> well, have sex with the women. I think. I think this is where we. Yeah, this is where I, we I, need I, to, I'm using yeah. that term a little yeah. bit kind of freely, as if everyone going there is raping. Although I'm sure no. it does happen, but actually, yes, it is just. just but, sex. but let's break that down. So, rape is a person forcing themselves sexually on another person without the consent. Yeah. So, this is where I think Westworld is really interesting in how it mirrors the problems of being a woman in modern society and certainly in societies before 2018 with the problems of a robot and whether a robot has rights and has the ability to consent. If a robot looks like a woman, feels like a woman, acts like a woman and I'm guessing, to some extent, than what I've seen on Westworld, screams like a woman when bad things are happening to her. Yeah. Then, to what extent is that rape? Well, you, I suppose we're getting into this a, a wider concept here to do with consciousness and to do with um, AI and, and the extent to which, if you create something, can, you know, are you really creating life or are you really creating a machine? Or, and, and if you are just creating a machine, do you then have a right to destroy that machine and do what you want with it? Yeah. Um, and which, you know, if you if you translate that into sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the modern world, it would be a bit like saying, well, 
uh, you know, do, do, does my iPhone have a consciousness? Do I have a right to destroy it? And to which everyone would say, well, yes, you do. Well, you um, say that, but like how I like to mention on every single episode of this podcast that you feature, uh-huh. you're a white middle-class male. And so you haven't seen that actually there is a direct relationship between how we treat robots and how male patriarchal society treats women. This is why I'm so invested in Westworld and the story that it's telling, because to some extent, men have created women. Men were the ones, and are still the ones, in many places and in many situations now, who have the power to wield over what women do. And that could be something as awful as, you know, forced sex, rape, and things like that. It could be also something else as in women not earning as much so they can't have such high-powered jobs, or something else in terms of, um, I don't know, men being on a senior board of something and not necessarily Mm. choosing women. So I... I think that there are a lot of parallels between the creation of AI and the treatment of a minority group by the majority. I can see some parallels, definitely. Um, But whether an AI AI has feelings or not, women definitely have feelings. Well, it's, it's, yeah. But uh, they don't have power. It's, It's about, I suppose it's about being a minority group without power in society. That's where the parallel... I suppose, I suppose there is, but I, I, I would also say that there's a higher consideration about, about consciousness going on here as well, which, yeah, which, yeah. which isn't necessarily to do with... I thought you were going to say there were more people shagging robots than there are raping women. <laughs> I'm like, I don't wow. know if that's true. Are there true. even robots to shag? I don't even... <laughs> well, I mean in Westworld versus oh, right. in oh. the real world. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I think that when you talk about, like whether a robot has feelings and whether it's okay to have sex with it, I think there is a parallel there with the fact that in, you know, in since time immemorial, there have been many, many, many yeah. more cases of yeah. rape. I can see that. Of men against I women, and there have I, been of women against well, men. Well, and you could even, you could, you could extend that into a treatment of racial minorities and all kinds yes. of things, I would suggest as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. So it's about... Westworld is about a dominant society that has decided it has rights over what's beneath yeah. it and what happens when power is transferred to the, the minority. Yes. Well, it, it's not that. I think that, that's the, that there's a big jump between what you tell your Alexa or your iPhone um, versus having sex or doing bad things in any way we're kind of focused in on the rape aspect and it's not just that it's about subordination it's about making a robot do what you want it to do follow you around die when you want it to do hurt itself protect you do all of these things and that's not just about women it's just in the story that is being told by um jonah nolan and lisa joy um they are focusing on the female characters, yeah. possibly because they're the ones that seem to have stories where they were most repressed. Within Westworld, are we talking here? Or, just, or, or, you th- or do you think that they're, they're, they're extrapolating more of a historical... I think they're doing that too. Mm. Um, I think that it, it's a fact that the things that happen in Westworld have happened in real life. Yeah. 
it's not a complete fantasy it's based on a reality albeit hopefully one that we're trying to not recreate except in a theme park so how does this work is there a orientation no orientation no guidebook figuring out how it works is half the fun all you do is make choices starting here everything is bespoke and exactly your size you want to ask so ask are you real well if you can't tell does it matter Another important part about Dolores as well is that she has these different storylines. So she's Dolores at one point, and then she has this other storyline that's programmed into her called Wyatt. Um, and Wyatt is a completely different character. He's meaner, he's nastier, he kills people, or, or it kills people because it's still in the body of Dolores and looks like a woman. And I think that that's a really interesting point on how much your inner character and how you behave can give you power because when Dolores is Dolores she is raped she is tortured she is um handled by bandits and she doesn't do anything to protect herself because the narrative is that yeah. a man or, or a woman will come in and protect her and that's the rules of the game but when she becomes Wyatt she still has the same physical body which, to all extents and purposes, looks like a female body, which could be not as strong as a male host or a man. And yet she uses weapons, she uses her voice and her behaviour, she stands stronger, she acts more violently, and in that sense, she commands more respect. So there's something to be said here for how you behave and trying to take back power within yeah. within the means that you have um okay but what are we saying there i mean she okay so she has two personalities one is is quite a submissive personality and the other one is more forceful one are you saying that i don't know what what, what are we saying that, that she that she that she's treated differently because of yeah, well, she is, definitely. I think that's absolutely clear. But the only thing that's different is how she treats other people and how she behaves. Her body is exactly the same. So, like, so in terms of relating this to real life, a lot of the reasons why the patriarchy exists is because men are bigger and stronger than women. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, women will act in a subordinate way because society has taught us that we are subordinate because we're not as powerful. And if you really go back to, you know, hunter-gatherer days, that's the survival of the fittest mechanism, which is you are stronger. And, um, you know, we don't really know about how strong physically Dolores the robot is. I don't know how strong any of them are, actually. Yeah. But there is definitely something being said in Westworld, season one, and now very much bleeding into season two, where... Dolores is a much, much more violent, aggressive character who other characters are scared of. Now, of course, she's holding a gun and suddenly the guns mean something, they can kill people. So the power there is not just about her, it's also about wielding a weapon. But I 
I think there's a lesson to be learned from women uh, and by women in modern society that it yeah. is possible to gain power by the way you behave yes okay. and you don't need to change anything about you because a woman yeah. cannot you know unless they go bodybuilding well, that's, that's, or have an operation that's quite an astute observation thanks <laughs> let's end it there <laughs> so maybe we should move to Maeve yeah yeah now. Maeve yeah the prostitute and the brothel well the madam she has a certain degree of power already is she because a she's a madam yeah i think she i think she also has sex with the guests but primarily she's farming out her girls mm. to them she but, runs the bar um or runs the prostitution so ring in the bar yeah so we know that about her um, at the beginning well uh, that's one part of the story yeah and yeah. we also know that she has been reprogrammed at least once and at some point had a um, a daughter well that's the juxtaposition yeah. with um the dolores character which is that we see Maeve in her second in to us is her second iteration it might be the tenth she might have been all sorts of different characters yeah. but the only ones we know about are the madam and the farm farmer's wife who had a young daughter who has to protect her from bandits and from the man in black mm. so that's another example well no it's a slightly different example because dolores is the same character in the same body in the same clothes acting differently yeah but Maeve has been tampered with or, or amended on her little ipad thing that says what her brain and what her intelligence is what her bravery is she has been manipulated character traits in the form of coding to be a different person to who she was before but she remembers the different people and she remembers the feeling she has for her daughter yeah um and and i mean i i always found her to be i mean she's always quite a strong character anyway i mean and I, as as in she, i mean she she acts in a very controlling way um now at the end, at the end of the day she does work in a brothel and, and just sort of sort of seems to at least at a certain passive level accept that because she's programmed to accept that although as we know as much well than fault she begins to sort of gain consciousness and then begins to reject it but also i think that it's important to say that like at the beginning it's based on these stereotypes and yeah. these stereotypes only work because we believe in the yeah. game of truth yeah. and there is a stereotype of the toughened old man yeah yeah not that she's old but yeah you know what i mean she's not an ingenue no but she's also nowhere near as, as submissive as Dolores is uh, and, and um in well, certainly in series one yeah um but then she's she's the one that ultimately really sort of cracks the code of of, of self consciousness and somehow somehow awakens and alters her intelligence and her abilities and all this kind of other stuff. I think we believe that at the moment, as Westworld progresses, the only truly sentient, if there's any sentient, yeah, if host, anybody is, is May. Yeah, and that's because at the end of season one, she has programming she has been reprogrammed by somebody we know not who um to leave the park mm. and she gets on the monorail thing in order to leave and then she has a memory of her daughter and she decides no i want to save my daughter yeah even though there yeah. is a there is also the suggestion that she knows that that's a memory and i think someone tells her 
that at some point. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that really that really matters. Um, it, 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 I mean, it's this idea that everyone's being driven by a singular purpose here. So I think the law is being driven by this this purpose to find this whatever it is machine or or, or something or to. Oh, in series two, yeah, weapon. Yeah, yeah. Where, whereas weapon. whereas Maeve's singular driving force appears to be to find her daughter at this point. Yeah. But I also think that that Maeve is quite. Uh, I agree with you that of the two of them, she is the one that I would believe to be more sentient. I, I still get the feeling that Dolores is operating on a very much a pre-programmed cycle here, that, that was always meant to happen, that was always part of her programming. Or at least pre-programmed behaviours. Yes. She's still working against her programming. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Maeve is working kind of with it, even though it's also against it because she was supposed to leave. She, she, it feels like she has more mastery because when they had the meeting in the episode that we watched recently, which was episode two of season two, they have a meeting and already Maeve is saying, Doris is like, join me, we need to fight against the humans, fight for survival, yeah. it's all about death. And then she says, no, that's your way of doing things, we all have a different way. Hello, lovelies. I remember you. You've strayed a long way from home, haven't you? We're bound for the future. Or death in the here and now. Is that right? Well, best of luck. There's a war out there. You know the enemy, intimately. I can only fathom the revenge that lives inside of you. Revenge? It's just a different prayer at their altar, darling. And I'm well off my knees. Do you find that an underwhelming sort of confrontation? Considering that these are two, probably the two primary hosts. I don't think if they met in series one, I don't think they They, they did briefly. It was very brief. But, because they had different narratives. Yeah. And, and but I, I just thought that that, that, that that happened very quick and, and not a lot was resolved there. I think that, one, that was about exposition. Mm. It was about illustrating to the viewer that there are different ways of behaving once you've potentially developed some sentience. Mm. And two, I think that that's not the only time they're going to meet. Yeah, Because clearly, everybody clearly. is kind of heading in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah, but which it's... is the metaphor in itself for consciousness, which is that they all want something different, but they all actually, they all think they want something different, but they all want the same thing. And I think that's the, I, that's I, the metaphor for becoming sentient. Yeah, and I, I think that scene, if I did take anything away from that scene, it's particularly that Dolores is clearly on a path of violence to whatever end. Um, but Maeve seems to, to a have, violent end. Yeah, to a violent <laughs> end. But Maeve seems to have sort of gone onto a slightly higher plane here. Now we, we do know that her intelligence and everything else was was up to you know level eleven. And we whatever. don't know what Dolores. Yeah, is. And we don't know what Dolores really <laughs> is on. Um, and it's interesting that you might have predicted at the end of series one that Maeve would have been the one to come up with a grand plan to bring down the whole of humanity. And for all we know, she still has a plan at this point. Um, but it seems, at least in the short term, she's been driven by a much more personal goal. And it hasn't particularly acted violently. When I mean, I'm thinking um, that the scene where she met the writer and the, yeah, and sort of. Lee. Yeah. And uh, she sort of. He was a bit, he was even a bit snivelly. She could have killed him. He did try and betray her almost instantaneously. She could have killed him again then and didn't. Now, I think that was Dolores. He had his head blown off. 
So I'd like to talk about two things now that that's that you've reminded mm. me of. So um, the first thing is about how the women of Westworld treat the men, mm. and the second thing is about Maeve's relationship to her daughter. Yeah. So I'm just saying this now, so I don't yeah, forget. Yeah. yeah go so for firstly, it. in that scene with Dolores and Maeve in season two, what I think is really good about it is how they are in control, and the two men are actually behind them they are the sidekicks so you have hector yeah and teddy both strong men both can be violent good with weapons very i would say hyper masculine men actually and they're thinking both in the course of the normal narrative both of them would have been uh, well the women would have been subordinate i think yes yeah. and in this scene you have them and their job is to protect the women who have the plan albeit different plans and just like you know they kind of like clock uh, what's it like clocked uh, what do you call it clocked their weapons but basically <laughs> that was all they did they were the muscle yeah but it wasn't necessarily in a derogatory to men way it was just in a in a scene that you don't often see which is that the women were the pillars of strength and power and the men were working for them mm. and i thought that that was a really interesting uh, stance and also what a flip around from the position that Dolores and Maeve were both in at the beginning of season one. Yeah. So I think that I always find it interesting when you have women who become in power, how they are portrayed that they are treating people below them. Um, there's a very, it's quite a famous book now, I think it's going to be turned into a film, which is called The Power by Naomi Alderman that came out last year, I think. And it's about um, women who have, um, who develop an actual electric pulse through their hands in some freak accident and what women do in order to, they can use it to um, like um, electrocute men. And then it, it basically talks about what happens when women start to have more power than men in society. And it's not pretty. It basically, it's, it, there are lots of different characters, but, but basically a lot of the women go a bit giddy with the power and start really punishing the men as well. So there's kind of a, <laughs> there's, a there's a kind of an assumption there that whoever's in power is going to use it to abuse those who aren't and I'm not entirely sure that that's how Westworld is going I believe that the showrunners are trying to show that the women have a cause but their cause is not necessarily to treat men all men how they have been treated well let me put this to you though um, so as far as Teddy goes with Dolores and as far as um, Hector. Hector goes with Maeve they seem to be following them out of a sense of infatuation more than anything. I think they... Be do you, you don't think they believe in their cause? Um, they may, um, may or may not. I mean, I, 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 I think... I think Teddy is a little bit questioning of, her, of uh, Dolores' tactics, but then he's not entirely believing of what she's saying as well and, 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 as, as he becomes more on board with it. There's, a, there's an issue of programming with both yeah, of them. Yeah, H Hector is sort of... Uh, I mean, he seems to be in love with Maeve more than anything else. But I also think Teddy is in love with Dolores, which is, of course, was his narrative as well. So, the, the... so you think it has less weight because their support is actually based on well, the fact it? that they have emotional, or, or they think they have yeah. emotional well, feelings? Well, I suppose that's my question, is yeah, it? Or at least that's, that's the way uh, it's sort of suggested. You make a good point because 
I was hoping that it would be solely because they believe in their cause, but you're right, it would be a stronger point if there were more people who believe in their cause. I think we need to see how that develops. I think yeah. particularly with Teddy, um, I, 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 Hector's a bit, you know, a bit just muscle and gun and hasn't really been developed that much as a character. We really don't know what he really thinks about any of this other than other than he just follows uh, Maeve somewhat blindly. Uh, whereas I think... Uh, I think with Teddy, he's far more questioning of everything. He doesn't particularly seem to approve of uh, Dolores' violent ways. But what I think is interesting is how you're centering in on those two male characters and how they behave towards the women and whether they're going to change their mind. What I'm hoping for is that they're just the start mm. and there are lots more male characters and female characters who will get behind Dolores, or, or Maeve. Maeve isn't asking for anyone to support her, really. Hector just said, I'll do it because I love you and we'll do whatever you do. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm less interested in whether Teddy or Hector's point of view changes, because if it does, then that might reduce the excitement I felt of these two women being in charge and these men following Well, they can them. still be in charge and the men can still follow them. Yeah. But... Um, but you can, you should still be able to question your leaders, whoever, yeah. the, whatever it, their gender or robotic maker. Well, it's a question of, of what what that what that loyalty really represents. There is it just a sense of pre-programmed love, or or do they genuinely believe in this or not? Here, well, here's a question: Do you think that in other forms of media, when you have women who support male characters, mm -hmm. do you think they're primarily doing it? Just because they love. Them. I, I think there are probably quite a few examples of that. Um, I, how would I characterise it in general? Not really sure. I, I, I think whenever you have a, a sort of a, a lead male and, a, and then a, a, you know, like a particularly skillful female, good with guns or knives or something a bit like something a bit action crazy, mm -hmm. there's always a bit of a sexual tension between the two of them. It's always insinuated that I think the woman mm. is in love with the man. So this is, a, you know, not always, of course. It, no, it, but, but it's so um, frustrating. Um, That's what we want to be stopping. Um, this is an inversion of that. But, it's, but where it's confusing is... is you really can't tell what either of those guys are really thinking about about, about or are they Dolores thinking anything? Are they thinking anything yeah. really? But you've you've hit a really good nail on the head, which is that this is an inversion of a standard yeah. thing. Yeah. And we need to ask ourselves: Is it good that we see the inversion? Yes, probably. Yeah, I probably. Think so. I say or so. can we also get to a point where someone can be following someone else because they believe in them, not because of any sexual or romantic I think I think I think the series will go that way, at least with one of those two couples anyway. And I, I, I suspect Teddy will gradually sort of, as he begins to, because he seems to be more developed, I think as, as he starts to break that programming, I think he'll probably question Dolores more. But he might, or, or at least will question his love for her more, thinking that that's pre-programmed. Yes. But he might still choose to follow her anyway. Yeah. I suspect he will. So going back to Maeve and Lee Sizemore, yeah. so yeah, you you raised that earlier, which is that Maeve had the opportunity to kill him mm. or get rid of him a number of times in at the beginning of season two. And I definitely think that if Dolores had been in Maeve's position, Lee would be dead. Yeah, and I, I sort of, in my head... I think this is a function of Maeve's super intelligence now, where she's calculating chess moves 
you know, an hour in advance and, and working out that actually he is better off alive and is more used to her alive. But I also think it makes a nice point about blind revenge doesn't solve anything. Maeve has definitely yeah. been, when she has that discussion with Dolores, she's like, this is your path. I have mine. My path is not just just woefully killing people. I don't hate all humans. Like it's it's as if, in fact, she doesn't even care. Mm. Whereas, like Dolores is like walking into the back area and saying, "Look, this is what happens. We're all put in this white gunk, and then you know we become their slaves." And in the most recent episodes, one of the technicians said, "We just do it for fun," and Teddy had a near nervous breakdown trying to comprehend that. Um, because again, he doesn't see himself as an object. Um, uh, but Maeve ha is has a purpose. She is showing her signs of humanity um, by following a purpose that's just for her. Mm. She's she's not interested in the wider world, particularly at the moment, which segues quite nicely into Maeve and her relationship with her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the showrunners are trying to make some kind of point about love and whether you can develop love for something or someone who isn't technically your child. Now, with Maeve, she's a robot and we presume, although from the opening credits, who knows, we presume that she did not give birth to that robot. Yeah, that well, that's just a, a robot child yeah, yeah. who is programmed to believe she is her mother yeah. and she is programmed to believe she is, um, the child believes she's her daughter. So I think that, um, I was listening to another podcast and someone had written in saying, I get quite upset when people think that Maeve can't have real love for her daughter because she didn't give birth to her what about all the um parents of adopted children or stepchildren and i think that that's a really interesting point that it is possible whether Maeve is a host or a human to have love and care for her daughter even if her daughter is not her biological yeah, daughter i would say that i i yeah i don't think that's I don't think that will be untrue. I mean, as as far as Maeve's concerned, she had a she had a daughter, a relationship, a daughter. She knows that that she knows probably that, that daughter is not her real daughter. That she's not even capable. But it doesn't change that the emotional connection, um, and and her drive is entirely to sort of retrieve that anyway. So I, I mean, I, I yeah. It, if that if that were the case, then I'm not sure Maeve would be on this this quest to start with anyway, frankly. At first I thought you and the others were gods. And then I realised you're just men. And I know men. You think I'm scared of death? I've done it a million times. I'm fucking great at it. How many times have you died? Maeve is the only person who is on a quest that relates to being a mother or a parent. Now, at the start, 
we heard about Bernard, or when we thought he was Arnold, had a son called Charlie who died and that sent him over the edge and that's why he then killed himself or had Dolores kill him and then the park went into the pits and that's how we get to the position that we are at the beginning of season one. And um, so we are, so, and there are a lot of parents mentioned in Westworld. So you have um, William, Man in Black, has a child, a daughter called Emily. Um, Ford has his younger self in the park, which is not technically his child, but it kind of is in a way. There's a fatherly relationship there. But it is Maeve, the female character, whose entire narrative at the moment, whether she's making her own decisions or it's some super-duper programming, to have parental feelings and look after a child. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. I think the... Um, it goes back to this idea, doesn't it, about about humans creating machines. I mean, that, that in of itself is a slight parent-child relationship in, in, in some respects anyway. Um, it, I, I find Maeve a, a bit of a, an, odd, an odd character. I find her wholly different in Series 1 to Series 2. I, I, she seems to have chilled out a bit in Series 2. Well, it's the opposite. It's the inverse yeah, it, to Dolores. The, it is the inverse to Dolores. Yeah. Um, but again, you're right. We, we really don't know whether she's operating on, on some other higher programming here. And you always suspect this in Westworld. You always suspect that nobody's really operating entirely of their own, their own free will, that all of this was planned by, by Ford and Arnold at some point. And you can't tell half yeah. the time who's real and who isn't. And now you have a point in the story where we all realise that they all have a kind of brain egg that is a computer, <laughs> yeah. which means yeah. you can actually put someone else's yeah. brain egg into someone else's body and you get into a whole separate issue. I don't like that term, brain Oh yeah, egg. sorry, I don't come up with something different. That's what, that's what I think. What would you like to call I, it? I don't know. You that, look like an egg. That like just a kind sounds of, like a horror sci-fi. Well, it egg. kind of is. It was horrific in that episode where they scalped a man host in order to show that he had this thing. Mm. But that brings out a whole separate issue about, you know, what is your body versus what is your character? So now... It, it's, it's very obvious that Westworld is going to start putting female character profiles into male bodies. Mm. Because, well, because they're, they're all robots. It's only, it's only us as the viewer who are segregating them into gender. Which I think is, is, maybe that's another comment that the writers are making, which is that a person is a person, and it's a set of their experiences. Mm -hmm. And you could put that the essence of those experiences into a body with a vagina and a body with a penis. I think that that's going to really bring up some issues about what, how, who do we think we are? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the concept of just sort of um, trans, you know, transferring consciousness uh, is something that Westworld's clearly going to go into this at some point in, in, in some sort of greater detail. Um, I often wonder about that, like if, if, if you know, I'm, I'm a man, if you were to transfer my consciousness into a world. It, or into a robot, for example, would I still feel... Male. Well, <laughs> you know, things like sexual drives and stuff like this, which are, which are generated, by, hormonally generated, um, how, you know, how does that work? Well, I presume in, like, in the world of Westworld, where everything is like really hyper-up-to-date tech, you're probably linked into some kind of endocrine system, which means that 
yeah, if you're a horny person by nature, you'll be <laughs> yeah. you'll be feeling horny wherever body. I'm going to a horn box. Yeah, possibly. yeah, but you're right. Like, to what extent are your sexual feelings or your sexual preferences or anything in that department determined by what's in a kind of brain egg? Yeah. Or, or what versus like yeah, like the your physical yeah system. Um. Just going uh, back to um, Maeve and her daughter. Mm-hmm. If she finds her daughter. What the hell happens then? What what does happen then? Does <laughs> she just leave the park? I mean, I mean, there is a good chance that she will. Uh, now she has a bit of revenge there on the man in black. I mean, I think that's been that, that's effectively a setup, really. By the way, I, I, I'm really not sure about the man in black's sort of goals and motivations here because he's basically gone from being uh, an apparently quite uh, reasonably uh, morally morally decent guy, at least as a young man, to going around raping people and killing children. And I'm not quite sure what, what's really well, happened. Well, there's a 30 year period there. He's, you know, there's this whole, there's this thread through this newer season, which is Westworld shows you who you really are, which is why we hated Logan you know, last that's season. A good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. And we hated Logan, and then we watched Westworld theoretically corrupt William or he was already a bad person Westworld just opened that up or there's also a male kind of uh, ego issue which I think particularly is coming out this season which is that I think he is his character is embarrassed by falling in love with a robot 30 years ago and so he then seems to be making it his life mission to like destroy himself or destroy robots or destroy his relationship with robots by yes stabbing Maeve raping Dolores yeah generally just being horrific I still can't decide whether he's a good guy or a bad guy I mean the the old Ed Harris uh, version at this point I'm not I mean he's a bad guy he's done some bad things he's a bad guy he's done some bad things Uh, but I, I, I I I don't know. I, I think in series one, it was quite clearly a bad guy, but in series oh, two, you think I'm not it's changing. sure. Really. I'll tell you my point of view, which is that, to me, I think the hosts are indistinguishable from humans at this point in terms of, you know, what they look like. And so, therefore, the feelings you feel and the way you treat them mm. is exactly the same as you would with a human. And hopefully, like, if, you know, you wouldn't rape a human woman, so why would you rape or have sex or have your sexually abuse a robot mm. so for me he is a bad person because i just imagine everything that he's doing he, although the people have said he's a very good person outside of the park but i i'm only seeing or the program is only allowing us to see his behavior within the park and i think your well, what you, makes you a person is the entirety of your behavior well, of course you made the point uh, just now that and it's, it's something that Westworld has started to go into now, that this gathering of, of information whereby you let people loose and they can do whatever they want, and that's far more valuable to you than if, if you don't know that. There's something to be said, they're selling that for the man in black, who's clearly doing whatever he feels like doing. Or maybe he's just playing with that conceptually, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a whole plot line there that we haven't gotten into yet. Well, it's different for him, though. I'm not sure we can, because he is an owner of the park. Yeah. So he might be able to rig it so that no one knows what he's up to yeah. anyway. Yeah. But that's still interesting. See, for me, it doesn't matter if no one ever finds out. Yeah. Some things are just what I think are morally wrong. Yeah. Whereas it seems to me the man in black is saying, it's only morally wrong if you get found out, which is very much 
in relation to Harvey Weinstein and a lot of abusers um, yeah. who've come to light in recent years, True. which True. is that they were only sorry or apparently sorry or did something about it when somebody called them out. Yeah, on it. that's all true. That's all true. It's just too simple right now, isn't it, really? I mean, she's just going to find her child. She, she may or may not find her child. I think it's a really important plot to follow, as I said earlier, because of the commentary it's making on you can care for another human being and you can be a parent even if you didn't give birth to that child. I, for I, that alone, I think it's worth her having that singular goal for now. I, th I think, although this is early days in, in, in terms of Westworld, and in terms of Dolores versus, versus Maeve, Dolores obviously seems to represent something of a... Vengeance. Yeah, or a, com a conflict future, a war-style future. The only way to... Yeah. yeah is um, to destroy... Whereas, whereas Maeve seems representing the opposite, that actually we can get along, even though I think even well, I might be stretching I that. don't even know if we know no, that No, we yet. don't really, do we? I mean, no. it, it's she, just a stretch. She, she represents, I will manipulate people and seemingly get on with yeah, them yeah. in order to meet my goal. Whereas, you could say it's honesty versus dishonesty. I, I find her more threatening than uh, than Dolores, actually, I have to say. Mm, I think she could do I, anything. I think, I think that I think any any character that's using their mind above above Sort of violence is, is infinitely more threatening, but there you are. And that's a, another really interesting way of looking at the show, which is possibly the most dangerous character. In fact, the two most dangerous characters in the show are women. Are women, yeah. Who were not considered dangerous at all at the very beginning yeah. of the show. There has been this utter journey. Um, Do you think it's like a total inversion of series one, where men where men preyed on women in series one, and women are now preying on men in series two? I don't know at this stage whether Dolores is just preying on men. the The problem is, is that the people who she believes has caused her harm are male. Mm. But I don't know if she's looking at it in terms of I hate men. I think she looks at it in terms of I hate them and them being human. Them being human. She, she did hang. Uh, a yeah, woman, there was a woman. She, yeah, yeah. That, there just happens to have been less women in the camp of people that Dolores wants to get rid of. Yeah. Um, but you could say that maybe she treats women better because the way she treated Maeve. Well, Maeve, Maeve reasoned herself out of trouble, but no one ever truly believed, watching that scene, that Maeve was in trouble. No. I, I mean, the moment she walked in there, you suspected she was in control, that, that, that Dolores was... Again, it comes back to what we were saying, what we were saying before about Dolores. I still feel is is acting on some sort of programmed loop, whereas I think I think Maeve is not. What about this? Dolores is at the dawn of consciousness, but Maeve has skipped steps and she's a fully fledged yeah. human being. I yeah. think perhaps that's it. Did, do we know if do we know did Dolores do we know if Dolores had her intelligence increased in the same way that Maeve did? Don't. I don't think we've seen it in any way. We've seen that we know that she's been given additional programming, and we also know I think that that when you know, you talked about you asked me if Maeve and Dolores had met before. I yeah. think the only time they met is actually Dolores went up to Maeve in the first season and said these violent delights have violent ends, and the whole point was if that was a virus, Dolores passed it on to Maeve. So I think that's uh, like it's a fascinating concept that that the virus in the programming started them on two different journeys, which may well have the same end. 
So then Maeve's Maeve's that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's like that. What what I think another thing that I love about Westworld is how it's this melding of digital technology and real life yeah. behavior. Yeah. There are some other characters in Westworld who are female. Last season, you had Armistice, who I really liked, who was the blonde woman, and I think she she looks Scandinavian to me, and she was helping Hector rob the bank. She's in she, this one as well. She was a, she was a sheriff briefly in one of the in a brief yeah. thing, but but mostly she's, she's an outlaw, which I think is really good. Is again, she the one that's now joined Dolores' game? No, that's Angela. Right. So Angela is the host who was the initial host, who's yeah. the one who goes to um, the demonstration of Delos. Um, so she has definitely been someone who lots of people have shagged even before they get into the yeah. park. So she has been to some extent abused if you see sex with a robot as being abuse um and then um i can't remember actually what happened but something happened to her she she appears in this like crazy haired way in the last season and she's now continuing i think maybe she's just a wyatt follower so she's on that narrative so she's following dolores's wyatt um but yeah, she she she. Uh, uh, another thing that the show does really well is that it allows all of the actors to play different characters. So it gives range, and Angela is someone who's had to play this like you know, perfect supermodel character in a little dress who's there to look good and say the right thing in this beautiful cut glass accent. But then she's now also this kind of raging mad killer who's possibly. <laughs> even worse than Dolores. She certainly has a taste for the violence. Well, it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's the henchman, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's she the is viol- a henchwoman. The violent henchman. Yeah. Henchwoman. Yeah. Again, Westworld is turning these tropes mm. on their head by having a, you know, supermodel in a yeah. white dress and a crown of thorns as a henchman. Um, like, yeah. And I, I think that um, as it goes on, they're only going to mess more with what type of characters uh, uh, can be female. So they had Teresa in the last season, who was obviously like a very senior board member. You have Charlotte Hale. Well, there was two. There was two sort of... Uh, to, which one's Teresa? She Teresa is the woman who was in The Killing or whatever she... No, The Bridge. She's a Danish. She was the older woman who was having the affair with Bernard. And then right. she found out that yeah. he was a robot and then yeah. he kills her, yeah. which is very sad. And then Charlotte is the one who's in the new season, yeah, 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 who's yeah, on yeah, the board yeah, with yeah. the yellow dress. Who's, um, who's quite sort of a cunning. We don't know who, who and, she is. Yeah, she seems yeah. quite, Machia- quite Machiavellian, though, I would describe her as. Yes, but that's good. For every male character with a wide range of emotions and behaviours, you have a female character. But she's like a female Logan, I always thought. Yeah, there's probably something to that. Yeah, and I think she might be bisexual or she might be gay. I think actually, yeah, because isn't there a scene? This is bringing back a memory, a reverie. Um, she Bernard catches her and she's or someone catches her and she's having or is she having? No, she's having sex with Hector. Oh, I can't remember. Everyone has sex with everybody else. Yeah. At least you can argue that they've evened that up in terms of within Westworld. Yeah, it's not good prostitutes, madams, rape fantasies, but in the kind of Westworld, the, the, what's called the Mesa Gold, the, the area where the tech is and the nice bar that's like the, you know, the yeah. debrief point, everyone's shagging robots. There, yes. there is definitely yes. like sex bots is a big theme 
in which it, which it would be wouldn't it i mean if you were if you were creating a world i mean I, it's nothing to do with men or women here i mean i'm sure there'd be equal numbers well, of both but you base it, human it is it is the first thing that you do basically because that's what people would go there for. well speak for yourself i'm not sure how i feel about changing a robot so well i don't know i'm i i'm i'm see that's a that's an interesting point and i don't know whether that's about men versus women but it's certainly you versus me which is you've decided as i think many people have that that would be a lot of people's primary use whereas for me i you know i i don't know i haven't been invited to westworld but that is certainly not what would be enticing to me well i'm not saying that i would be turning up and that would be all i'd be doing i'd be like you wouldn't have a logan orgy no okay. i don't think i would um, but you can have that um, option i actually don't think i'd go to westworld frankly in terms of like i i if if on one of these other five islands that you know there was a future world or some other part of history yeah, i think I mean, more, 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 or medieval will be quite interesting yeah, show well. gun world. i'm not yeah. that i'm not that fascinated with westworld but there you are no but you're, you're making a good point which is that people are going there to live out their sexual fantasies uh, in part i mean amongst other things i might think would be a way to say but it is a leveling of the playing field on the basis that you're happy to have sex with a robot of your cho choosing then the robots before they started all going off their loops, uh, would make a human guest feel that they wanted them, whomever they were. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, well, if, if you design a park like that, that's what you would, I mean, you know, it, it's, Human beings are like this. It, you know, if you meet someone, you, you know, you, you like to think that they, they like you. You know, that, you know yeah, but a, this is guaranteed. Uh, absolutely, which is what's attractive. Yeah. You, you, it means that you can walk into a bar and everybody likes you rather than when, rather than when as a human being when you walk into a bar. And you probably well, like 50% of the people you. there can't stand yeah. you. Or, or everybody fancies, or everybody fancies you. you yeah. Bit, yes. But for me, again, this is why Westworld just isn't like, you know, working for me is that i'd be like but you only like me because you're programmed to like me so that's where i think i'd I think go insane you'd have, to, you'd, have, you'd have to quite clearly have a sense of reality about that but or no, practical or yeah. be like right yeah. just gonna screw you all yeah i mean Literally. i i i i don't you know you would I, you, I wouldn't recommend falling into into the the, the trap of well, you know the uh, william trap of actually falling in love there because that's just sort of but but that's that's they're saying that it's possible you can be fooled into believing. Well, yeah, I, I, and I would suggest you you, you can, but at the same time, you have to maintain your grip. That's all. To be honest, unless they start doing a Willy Wonka style golden ticket competition, <laughs> you and I aren't going to get invited to Westworld anyway because unfortunately it's an elitist destination because it costs is it a hundred thousand pounds or dollars for a week yeah they said something like that in season one it would be though wouldn't it mm. i mean you know it's it, the sheer cost of running it plus plus you could charge whatever you want knowing that you're, always, you're, gonna, you're always going to yeah. get people willing to pay that yeah. it's a bit like the, the ticket to go into space right now uh, yeah. on, on a commercial sort of space yeah. flight is what a hundred thousand pound ticket yeah or two hundred thousand yeah. maybe i don't know um maybe season three will be you know the like the mcdonald burger king wars and maybe there'll be another westworld Someone else will build a Westworld. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say like a, like a, a, a robotic world set inside a, no! a fast food no. diner. I was like, no, I why mean, the hell would we want to go to that? I mean, if Delos isn't the only corporation building a Westworld, if the technology's out there, 
because this whole thing about you know proprietary intellectual property blah 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 um i think we're straying away from the subject of the role of women now <laughs> Slightly, yeah. because westworld really does make you think philosophically about a does. number of yeah, it does. issues yeah. but ultimately even with the misogynistic portrayal of women in westworld as a fantasy land i feel that it's a seminal show um in terms of watching the plight and yeah. seeing women become empowered yeah 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 i think you're right it's i'm curious to see how this season two goes because because i i I think what we what we probably established here is that there are definitely two primary female hosts who are on a certain path, and I think, in my opinion, they flipped from series one to series two, as in that they, their characters have been reprogrammed or they're on a different route now. Or the sentient and yeah, make their own decisions. Or whatever it and in reality, Dolores is like, uh, you know, emotionally scarred by all the things that have happened to her. Imagine, imagine having a memory where you remember everything that happened to you. Yeah. Uh, and most of those things were horrible. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, whereas we had 10 episodes of series one to, to get our head around, series two were only two episodes in at this point. So it's, I thought it was sort of, it, it's, it's a bit nascent at this point. It is, but I think that the the good news for women on film and TV has already been well established. Mm. Whatever happens, unless there's a sudden nosedive and everyone resorts back to, you know, women fulfilling tropes as being housewives or, you know, wearing short dresses and high heels, I think that the, the programme, however it develops, can only be a good thing yeah. for the levelling of the playing field of main characters being women as well as men. Yeah, and there's no reason why they can't be in Westworld. It actually, suit, it actually suits it pretty well, doesn't it? I think I'd just like to leave this conversation by highlighting again that in the opening credits for season two, you now have a mother holding a baby. Mm. And that could be... And a longhorn or a buffalo or something. Yeah, that's not quite where I'm going. But um, <laughs> but um, that could just simply mean that, you know, the birth of consciousness. It could be an allegory. Or it could be suggesting that there is a way to create human life yeah. using robots. And one thing that Westworld has not really dealt with yet is actual parenting and the roles of mothers yeah. and families i think that it's easier to develop these good exciting stories for your female characters when you're not making them mothers or sisters or or daughters in the traditional sense as Maeve gets closer i suppose you're wholly unrestricted aren't you you can do what you want yeah and i think that it's been a really clever way of, of taking away that restriction without suggesting that you're a lesser person or you can't have a, a, an exciting life if you have children or if you are a, you know, the mother stereotype. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder what will happen once Maeve does get reunited with her daughter because I think we all believe that that will happen. Yeah. And 
maybe Westworld will move into territory of what it means to be a parent or to care for someone and what that means to be a mother or a, a female character with children does it does, does the plot change or can it stay the same because you're a robot because that's always been the issue with the portrayal of women on film is that they are put into the box of you're the primary caregiver so therefore you can't go on so many exciting adventures unless it's a fish out of water yeah yeah story I'd, I'd quite like to see Teddy with his newborn child. That would be good. Or Bernard creating Arnold's son. See how they get on being a parent uh, as but, well as a key character. Well, but, well. I, by the way, I'm interested on a sort of closing point from the um, yeah. Charlie, uh, Arnold's son. Mm-hmm. I think that's Dolores. Oh. New theory alert! Yes, I know, I know, I know. I thought maybe Charlotte could be somehow related to him. I just think he shoved um, Charlie's consciousness into the Aurora's and it's now, and, and at some point it's going to surface, or maybe it already has surfaced. But why would you make your, well, why would you make your child be a woman who gets repeatedly raped? <laughs> like... uh, well, maybe you didn't. Maybe, maybe you created it as Wyatt, and, and that's what's really coming out. Maybe, but I think I think the idea is is that Ford created that, not Arnold, the Wyatt story. I think you've got a point though. I think something happened with Charlie mm. because he was very very sick, wasn't he? Because I remember that from season one where he goes to visit him in hospital. When we think it's Arnold, it probably is Arnold, although it's Bernard who's having the memory. Um, I wonder if they tried to upload his consciousness and it failed, maybe, and that's maybe. why Arnold couldn't do it anymore because the one reason he had for creating Westworld didn't work. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think you're right. So maybe actually to end on my parenting point and mix it with yours is that to some extent Bernard feels like, or Arnold within Bernard's consciousness, feels like Dolores's parent. Yeah. Whether it's his actual... Well, it's, consciousness it's, it's a, or just watching watching it, yeah. the dawning consciousness of a I new I mean, being. you could interpret it as a sort of transferred sense of uh, consciousness or yeah. you know, a, tra- a transferred sense of parenthood. Yeah. Or, you, or, or you could tra- interpret it as a literal transfer. Yeah. Right. That's just a theory. Just chucking right. it out there. Just chucking I think, it out I there. think it's a good theory. And I think that long may Westworld continue to explore the dynamics between the genders. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Um, Thanks for Nick for the great conversation. And here is the Raj's version of Seven Nation Army to play us out. Till next time. Goodbye.